0: Hello and welcome back to You Want to Do What With Dan and Julie. Today we're here with a PE teacher He's going to tell us all about what he does, how he does it, all the usual questions you'd expect from us. So uh, welcome. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Very so excited. <laughs> this is the uh, second intro we've done. It's the first one. I didn't actually record. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's jump straight into it. How did you get started? Uh, yeah, I
1: was at college, I think. I first got into it. I um, helped my tutor. So everyone was... Uh, it was um sort of sending off application forms. It got to about uh, two days before the um, the deadline to send off your application,
0: <laughs> leaving it nice and late. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, I I uh, had a panic attack actually, in the middle of the night because I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. So I panicked badly. I didn't know what to do. Had a meeting with my tutor, uh, and he said, "Well, why don't you sort of continue on?" So I was doing sports science at college. Um, he said, Why don't you just carry on and do that at university? So I thought, yeah, why not? And then we had a, we had a sort of a two week work experience placement for college. Uh, and I went back to my old school. this class, so yeah, really good fun. Um also helped that the teachers knew me, but it was re- it was really, really good. Really good experience. And then from there got into more coaching, um, sort of done like football sort of assistant coaching and then moved on to sort of lead coaches at different things um worked at schools throughout uni sort of as a cover teacher and yeah but it was just i guess I've, i fell into it as such and then up to my benefit obviously <laughs> to my benefit. so yeah what my
0: what would you say is the main thing you enjoy um about teaching uh watching uh young children
1: grow so yeah, definitely, without a doubt, and improve and develop as in, uh, in PE, that is, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, and just seeing them really enjoy sport and, uh, and develop as an athlete, I guess.
2: So, compared to a lot of our previous podcasts, it's, I think we all have a slightly more of a relationship with uh, our teachers. We've probably all been in contact with them growing up through school and uh, everything. Um, we all know that days were different, classes were different. Um but what is that like on the other side? What what is a normal day? What is an unnormal day for a, for a teacher?
1: Well, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Actually, I'm not really sure. A normal day? What is an unnormal day? I guess a normal day is telling uh, telling kids to run around the field. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. L- lately, we are actually uh, this sort of six week term. We've had a lot of um, cross country. So we have six week blocks, and then we change over the uh, change over the um, the sport but for this so for this six weeks a normal day would be having to ask kids to continuously run around the the field obviously everyone hated that i'm sure we did it when we were at school but uh yeah a normal day i guess at the moment is um being out in the cold and uh trying to get the
0: kids the kids enthusiasm to to improve that's quite interesting actually because when we were at school we were forced to obviously do cross country and stuff and like looking back at it obviously it's good for you right you're out in the that like great I outdoors, so, yeah. you're doing exercise. Do you find that kids are being um, less responsive to it now? Because they're not as physically fit probably as, as they were even when we were there and definitely mm. our parents.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Uh, I was actually having this conversation with um for like some teachers in the department the other day um, and uh, we think that the level of enthusiasm and effort level towards sport now has just decreased so much as, like even for when I was at school. So I, I, I left year 11 in uh, 2012, and I comparing it to sort of I'm at, that's only seven, seven years, eight years coming up to eight years ago, and when I'm comparing how my year and years around me were at school and their outlook to sport compared to now. Now you're seen as a try-hard if you're good at sport and you get the mickey taken out of you. Really? Yeah.
0: It was always the cool kids that were good at sport.
1: Exactly. How bizarre. In my estimation, it was when when we were at school, um, you were sort of like the the king if you were a good sportsman. Always picked first
0: for the football team and the rugby team. Yeah,
1: so if you try hard, if you were to try... um, As a teacher's point of view, we love that, obviously, when they try hard, but it seems to be that you, um, from your peers, you seem to be getting sort of... ridiculed shall we say for for being a good sportsman
0: what would you say they've like replaced that with then is it is it just like social media and looking cool in front of everyone I
2: can't imagine imagine it's the English or maths no (laughs) or the science or the science
0: yeah
1: (laughs) um I I mean I know Xbox games and Playstation games are definitely something a lot of people want to be a gamer now you know they see like the people like Ninja for one is earning millions and millions of pounds um just by playing xbox and i guess everyone wants to do that which is fair enough it's an easy way of making money but um yeah social media is a big thing i mean we i see loads of things on twitter where people are taking the mick out of people for exercising um which i don't get why because they're trying to better themselves um so yeah definitely that's been replaced uh by i think um maybe a, a lack of a lack of intelligence towards the matter in a way um, and neglect the thinking sort of, you know, sport is a massive part of us, exercise is a massive thing. We need to, you know, exercise, it helps with our mental health, our well wellbeing, everything like that. I think people just aren't as well, aren't as educated, or aren't as aware of the benefits of, of, of sport at the moment and exercise.
0: So sort of going back to um, Julie's question about your average day, um, being a teacher now is a lot more of it you sort of have to deal with mental health issues as well, I suppose, because it wasn't really a with thing. students. With students, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I haven't. I can't really speak much. I haven't really dealt with that. I'm still new, still training. Um, although I've been like involved in teaching for two or three years now, but in terms of as a, I've gone from like cover teacher to now as a as a trainee PE teacher. Um, I haven't really dealt with that as such, but I mean, like does go on. You know, unfortunately, do you get. Um, suicides at school i've been a part of that unfortunately where a child has committed suicide at school i think so in terms of mental health yeah it's
0: it's, so it's it's actually quite a lot to deal with yourself emotionally when you become a teacher right yeah i I mean
1: yeah i think every teacher has a emotional sort of attachment i guess to a student or, or students you know um and me personally, if I see a student upset, that I you know do get on with or or whatnot, and I, it's usually a happy person, it is quite quite disheartening and sad to see them upset and and down. And you want to do your utmost to try and you know raise their spirits and change that. But you've always got to be careful. And I think it's much more. I think t- teachers or you know schools in general are more aware now of uh, of mental health, and there's much more sort of procedures in place um, than the well that i know of that there was when we were at school um but like for now school i'm sort of at my second placement that is uh has a well-being center other school and the sc- my a placement has a um has a well-being center as well so there's loads of different things in place that uh and policies in place and procedures that you have to do to make sure that the kids well-being and mental health is all correct and well
2: that's really good that we're uh schools are moving towards supporting children uh with those issues um but back to your uh, like day to day, what is some of the big variations you have in your day? I mean, you've uh, you obviously spoke about changing from cross country for yeah. the last six weeks or so. Now onto new sports, You're obviously coming in towards the spring and summer seasons of sports. I'm sure the rounders and football will be uh, coming out. Athletics soon. as well, athletics. Yeah, of lots of athletics. Ornaments. So, um, so what, what are some of the variations in your day, and is what are the boring parts of your day as well?
1: The boring parts. The boring parts. For me straight on the boring parts. Yeah. Well to get those out of the way I think. I think yeah, for me the boring parts is at the moment is things like I'm watching other lessons. Although it's really good to get um to get other people's sort of interpretations of how to teach and like there's some fantastic teachers that I've been privileged and like honoured to be able to watch. But um yeah, the boring part is 100% is when you can't teach a lesson yourself and you're having to watch someone else. Or well, for me, like, the coursework you have to do are, oh, like, so much. So I'm doing a, my PGCE course with loads of coursework.
0: And then I'm also doing a, an RE course
1: as well. Uh, so
0: they're, they're qualifications you can take in the UK to become a teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, a fully-fledged teacher. Yeah, so
1: a PGC course will allow you to teach uh, anywhere abroad um, once you've done your first year as, as a newly qualified teacher. So you've got the PGC course, that's so a little bit more expensive, and then you've got, um, I think it's just a school's direct scheme, which is that only allows you to teach in England. But yeah, so the, the course I'm doing, the PGCE, that will allow me to teach anywhere in the world but um it's just the coursework is so long like yeah, i'm back at college but then i'm also working mm. five days a week and things like that so that 100 percent the coursework the
0: the actual parts of the job though that must be boring so, so as a p teacher there's not really marking as such is there uh, or is that well a, as as kids get older and they get yeah, gcse and whatnot and a
1: level yeah so like there is marking in terms of the gcse uh students so years 10 and 11 and then the a level and b tech students or b techs at year 10 and 11 as well but yeah a level b tech gcse there's marking um so i guess that is boring yeah you could say the mark the marking of their work but uh also quite fun i mean it's a different side to, to pe um um and it's not something that i've uh mastered shall we say yet the theory side but it's uh, something i want to improve on
0: i think i i studied pe uh, at gcc and a level and I remember the, some of the biology on it was harder than the biology in the A-level I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a PE teacher, you must have to be so well-rounded to sort of teach these kids all these varied subjects within PE. Yeah, now, like history of PE, the biology, the chemistry, mm. um, and the everything social, that goes... social um, side of it as yeah, well. Yeah, mental side of it. It yeah. must be... You must have to be so well-rounded yeah, to you, not only be a PE teacher, but a teacher in general. But almost, almost specifically a PE teacher has to know... So much, yeah. I think the demand of it has changed. I think from, like, say, I
1: don't know, fifteen years ago. I mean, I'm only speaking from sort of brief knowledge, but when you think of like fifteen years ago, maybe when we first started at school, um, you're more just a. The, the, the focus is more on practical, um, so you're more of a, a sports teacher as a such. Now you're a physical education teacher, where you've got to make sure that theory, your theory side of, of stuff, is. Fantastic, you know the demand for a good theory teacher is probably higher than for a good practical teacher, and um, I think a lot of a lot of students are, and parents are unaware of the uh, when students do take GCSE PE um, that the uh, the practical to theory percentage of things has changed drastically since we were since I was at school. So it used to be heavily uh, on the percentage; it was sort of maybe seventy percent practical and thirty percent theory. Now it's sixty. Percent theory and forty percent practical. Um, so really, truly, your sports, your sports women and sportsmen don't really take GCCP, It's more f- for the, the the more theoretical student, um,
2: you know, and things like that. So obviously, uh, we've all gone to school, and what, one of the things that obviously happens is we go into a lesson. We have homework. Homework homeworks getting, gets marked the next week but what we don't see is what is the prep you have to do for your lessons what what do you do extra that is not seen um to do with your job as PE as PE or any yeah, other yeah. teacher
1: uh, well i i, I think it, uh, as a PE teacher obviously theory so you you've got to make your powerpoints and i've been quite lucky enough to the on my B placement that they sort of they they actually have um Slides upon slides, ready-made for you for GCSE and BTEC and A-level. But, uh, yeah, so for theory, obviously, you've got to make your presentations. If you need paperwork or uh, different resources to use in the lesson, then you've obviously got to make sure that that's that's all ready and prepared. But, um, I mean, things like swimming is quite helpful to get, uh, like, little sheets, little, (coughs) pardon me, sorry, Uh, you know, sheets to... um, to use for students to look at so to to break the skills down so even things like um just sheets that you give to the students just to break the skills down um put a sequence on there so for example pike straddle tuck and it followed up by swivel hips seat drop front drop something you know things like that and then a, a,
0: a Front flip or anything. Do you remember at school there was always one kid that was really, really good at trampolining and just absolutely showed
1: everyone up? Yeah, I can't say I was that person. (laughs) When it got to the to the uh to the the front twist that was it. I couldn't do it. Can't do a back
2: you're lucky it's a podcast we might ask you to uh
1: Yeah Yeah, no But uh yeah, so I think yeah, resources, things like that. You know, for trampoline, it is perfect. Get loads of resources up there, and then you can you can then dot around the trampolines and try and make sure that the kids are getting it. You, you can get sort of higher end. Um, I mean, a gymnastics tr- gymnastics lesson I taught just before Christmas, I had like a um, like a higher end can do steps to take. So you can so maybe the lower ability students can try the first steps and then move on to the to the next step, the the higher middle mid to high. Can move on straight away to the the next steps, and the higher can be attempting the the highest one, highest sort of hardest one possible.
2: And where do you have to find time to do that? I mean, does that do you have just to find?
1: well? You get like you get your own personal time. Yeah. The school do allocate that within your timetable, but obviously oh, okay. it, it does come on weekends. You know, Saturday, when you want to have a beer on a Saturday and Sunday, you've got to make sure that you've diverted that time away to make sure that you've been able to get your plans going. So,
0: what are some of the sort of key? Um, role parts or or sort of um elements to your role so you know you've got planning you've got physical actually taking the lesson what would you name sort of the specific things you have to do as a teacher um within your role Uh, good question um
1: that was the question again? I
0: forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got lesson plan. you've got taking the actual lesson. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the elements within it, obviously, you know, you're, like you said, you're planning. Oh, so the roles you, within those yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I guess
1: it's like the development of, the development of children, you know, development of uh, students. You want to make sure that in your planning, you can see a clear development and then within your, uh, your lessons, you're seeing clear development and also, you know, thinking about the well being. I think that's what we spoke about earlier, massively important. So well being development, um, just making sure, I guess making sure it's fun but um for you as well you want to be seeing your own development within them those lesson plans as well and within your teaching um so sort of your teaching the way you're teaching and things like that you want to see that development but um yeah definitely i think progression of students and the well-being of students for me is a massive thing you want to make sure that you can and see how them.
2: rewarding is that for you seeing the uh,
1: progression, progression. Oh, it's brilliant it's yeah? brilliant yeah yeah it's fantastic to be fair and when i school worked out for four or five months i worked quite closely with um one student um and he uh or she um he uh <laughs> this student <laughs> this student uh was having real trouble with his uh with their theory and um they um by the end of it I thought I've really helped helped the person and they seem to have got it. So it was nice to see that they sort of gone from um a frustrated figure not being able to pick something up and then when I sort of finished with them and I went away um, and left the school, it was nice to see that they were actually improving. Confidence was improving. And that the whole round, this was in theory, was just tenfold better than it was um, when I first arrived.
0: Are there some elements to teaching that you find really frustrating? Because I think, yeah. well, definitely when we were at school... Um, I think people were getting less and less interested in actually learning mm. as we were going through school. Um, like, year seven, eight, and nine, um, everyone sort of was, like, trying to get on with their work and learning. But then the further you got through the school, people were sort of just dropping off numbers-wise. to an end, as it, for yeah. some, some students?
1: Uh, yeah, I find it frustrating, the attitude towards uh, school. I mean, I wasn't saying I was a perfect student, but, like, I think you've especially for GCSEs you've got to think of it as like a stepping stone and without that first step that you're going to take and getting decent GCSEs even if it's a a a C grade which I think now is a, a four they've changed it um but even if it's a C and you're getting C's in all your subjects like that's that's the stepping stone onto your A levels and then that's the stepping stone onto a degree if you want to go there but a lot of students seem to think that they'll go work elsewhere or they'll be all right um seems to be a unfortunately a bit of a sort of like a drug problem in schools at the moment where uh drug dealers are using just sort of what i've seen firsthand won't disclose who but you know drug dealers are using um students to to hold their whatever they've got the packages and that they're, they're seeing this money and they think oh this this could be the the life um, the life that I could do. But obviously that's, that's not, that shouldn't be the case, you know. They should be using the school as a, as a mechanism or as a stepping stone onto bigger and better things, you know.
0: So that kind of shows other issues that you don't think about when you, you know, sign up to become a teacher. Yeah. You have to deal with so many other issues, what it sounds like you do, yeah. like you just mentioned. It seems to be
1: a big, much bigger problem at the moment. Unfortunately, um seems to be a, a huge problem at the moment. And um, it's really sad, to be honest, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's fair whatsoever.
0: Um, actually, that, that leads us on quite well to some maybe negatives of the job role you'd have. I know we sort of talk about frustrations and, sort of you know, you talked about other elements you have to deal with. But are there any sort of negatives? Maybe you can't spend as much time with your family if you're having to mark all the time, things like that?
1: Uh, I don't know, really. Yeah, I guess obviously you want to spend as much time with your mates and your family as possible or, you know, doing your hobbies, sports, whatever. But um, I would, like, personally, I i love it like i think it's, for me teaching is such a good job so i don't see too many negatives i guess if you're person like some negatives if you're me for instance right now you're sort of just um solely as a as an nqt new teacher in, in getting involved in the school and you're sort of seeing how things are run and you don't necessarily agree with them but you can't actually do anything about it because you're not in that position so
2: yeah i think uh, yeah and no, i know what you mean i mean i've been similar places in my own career where yeah it's like know, any job start, isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Well without doubt yeah so you got to put the time to, uh, yeah, to eventually get to that point which is yeah I'd
1: cool. say that's a big negative it's more my position now and I'm not having uh, that influence. yeah I'd like yeah. and for me like for my I would like to go into like a senior leadership team role or head of year role that's and I want to make sure that you know for me I'm there for students and that kind of thing um, so I think the
2: frustration negative for me at the moment is that I'm not there yet really I'd, I'd say well that's a uh, Sounds like you're very much in your way, though. Um, you spoke earlier about uh, uh, class prep and having to prepare yeah. for classes and time potentially being taken up um, doing that. I assume that probably wasn't on your job description when you initially applied. No, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. What yeah. else might not have been on that uh, job description that you have to deal with these days?
1: Oh, there's loads to be like. It's just a, like I guess when you you like oh, I want to be a teacher, you think oh, lovely like nine till like eight thirty till three. Those 30. long summers. And oh, lovely summers like six weeks off. But then you then you, as a PE teacher, uh, well actually that's a lie. As any teacher, you've got. You know, the hours before you have to get in before school, make sure everything's set up for the lesson or for, you know, the, the, the faculty. Um, and then it's after school as well, you've got to make sure that you're, you that we can't. And leave. as a
2: PE teacher, you've probably got a few, few uh, clubs to be yeah, run as well. Yeah, fixtures, you know, there's, yeah. some, there's
1: some. I mean, I went down to Kent uh, in November, October, November, and we, I mean, we didn't get home till like. Quite late, so it's quite a long old day. So that, and we won thankfully. But imagine going all that way and then not, not winning. But uh, yeah, things like that you don't think about. Well, you do obviously when you start getting involved, but you don't think about first when you're
2: like, Oh, I'll be a teacher. You know? Short hours and long holidays. So, one other thing I was going to uh, ask you about um, your role obviously, there's so many sports uh, that you have to go through in your curriculum rugby, cricket, golf rounders, athletics how'd you learn a more one, uh, more one. <laughs>
1: well i well i've been on courses so i went on I, i'm i'm a footballer so obviously i've got decent football knowledge but i've uh, level 1 football coach level 1 futsal coach which is a, like a variation of um of football uh, indoor, sort of five uh five side i think should know that i went on the course uh yeah but i've been on rugby basketball and i was a gym instructor as well for a while like pt so i had i've got that course so yeah it, you you've got to obviously have your own cpd like a continual professional development you know you've got to make sure you're doing that you've got to research everything but it's like anything even if you're in a job in the city or i don't know you're um a labor you've got to make sure that you're researching these jobs and making sure you're doing it right and you've got to learn but there's always mistakes and I guess for me personally this year is the the best year to make a mistake but I guess with some things you learn on the job but you also absorb other people's knowledge and try and be a sponge.
0: That actually leads in quite nicely to sort of how do you develop as a teacher so you know you've mentioned you know you go and do your CPD and all these things but uh, to go from a teacher sort of to head a year and then to uh, you know a senior sort of Mm. figure in teaching how does that development sort of is that 10 20 years or is it just based on how good you are or how does that sort of work uh
1: yeah well I, I personally would say it's how good you are and how prepared you are to be able to push yourself into that role I mean I know someone who started off teaching and within two years of his so he done it uh his teacher training his NQT and then his third year teaching he was a uh, head of year so um he went straight I know one person that's uh you know uh, sort of they 've done their training and then they 've gone into heads of years uh, heads of the faculty well so I think it's um how good you are to start because a head teacher will probably notice that straight away they 'll notice how good you are and think yeah that that person could do a job, but also it 's how prepared you are to be able to to get involved um with that kind of stuff but then some people take ten or fifteen years to get involved it's i think it's a mixture of are you ready are you wanting to and are you good enough?
2: Yeah. And some people might just want to teach. You know? That's yeah.
1: What they're yeah, there for, yeah. Yeah. And some people, you know, I, I was when I first started my training, they said, you either kind of go into like faculty roles um, or you go into like senior leadership roles and heads of the, heads of year roles and things like that. So, yeah, I think it depends on the person you are, actually. Mm-hmm. What's
0: this? Sorry, what's a faculty role? Oh, so
1: department, to, the or department. So you've got head of PE, say, for uh, example, uh, okay. head of um, sub uh, like key stages,
0: things like that. So, yeah. And sort of, I think we talked earlier before we actually did the podcast about um, where teaching can kind of take you. So we're obviously based in the UK, um, but does the UK once you become fully qualified, can you sort of take it anywhere else? Is it is it looked on well?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. There's loads of different. uh, I mean, you can go to I think any continent in the world with the PGCE and be able to teach there. I mean, for me personally, I'd like to maybe in a few years' time. Uh, move to America, or try and teach in America for a few years and see if I like that. It's always been a goal of mine, um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think it. I, I mean, I know that uh, many many different countries. I mean, I've mean travelled in Asia and they loved English teachers. You they, know, they're all for it. So I've got a friend in Shanghai at the moment, um, friends in America as well teaching. So I think you know, yeah, I think it seems to be that a lot of countries like having English teachers out there, and they're all for that as well
0: so it's a it's sort of a career path that unlocks a lot of the world for you if you want to do a bit of traveling yeah. you want to oh, see yeah. the world yeah
1: that's what yeah cause that's another that's a massive benefit really you know you've got the six weeks to uh to be able to you know go and travel, but also your job allows you to be able to travel the world like you could do a six month maternity cover or something you know and, it, and you i mean know, it's your...
2: sport and like you said you're a footballer, you can go literally anywhere and teach football yeah. it's just constantly growing, particularly in the US. Is yeah. Yeah, oh
1: yeah, US it seems to be a massive massively growing, doesn't it, for all sports, but football in particular over the last sort of twenty years is just grown and grown.
0: Um what sort of personality traits would you say you need to be a good teacher?
1: Um confidence, uh calmness. Um I think for me they're the two that I'm would say that I ha- have um confidence and knowledge you know being able to um and a good speaker i think you need, obviously you need to be a good speaker you've got to hold a hold a class make sure that hold the room make sure everyone's watching you um and a, a good way about you a good personality i think to be to be you've got end of the day you, to be able to sort of do well you need to be respected by the kids and you can't go in being all brash 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 and and rude and arrogant you need to have a, a, a nice way about you so that the students can relate to you and they think to yourself well oh, like I'd, I'd like to be that or you think you know in 10 years time and they leave and they're like oh do you remember that teacher or do you remember that teacher i know we, we should do it now
0: yeah certain so teachers yeah. sort of stick in your head yeah
1: and yeah and you you want to have that lasting uh impact on them
0: so you know you've got to have a, a really nice way about you to be able to be successful i i think so short term long term and sort of into the future um sort of income wise for a teacher where what's the sort of range you can expect so you come out you start working and then you know you eventually get to a head of the year what's the sort of range just a rough figure so i, I believe the starting um i believe
1: the starting wage because you've you've got bands with teachers so i'm not entirely clued up on it but i know that it goes up every year um and then depending on um what kind of role you've got in the school you will um will increase so you'll start off on about twenty-two thousand, i believe i might be wrong and then you can be upwards of potentially if you're so that's the starter nqt trainer uh, t- uh, nqt uh, teacher and then like um, a head teacher's role principal role you can i think it can be from upwards of 80 grand so wow. yeah so but that all depends so you've got your um tlrs they call it and uh, depending on your role, so you could be ahead of year. So your TLR will go up and then you, your, your wage will increase each year until it hits a, a certain point, And then it will just keep on increasing. Uh, well, depending on your role in the school, it
0: will just increase from there. Brilliant. So sort of last sort of round of off question, um, what is sort of your, your favourite part of the job? If you had to pick one thing, why you became a teacher and uh, what you most enjoy about it?
1: I think that being able, as a, why I became a teacher to be able to, to talk, to, to teach sport every day, and to be involved within sport every day, that's probably one of the big things for me as a teacher and also to be able to see, you know, young people grow into mature athletes, if you like, and the development, the, I, I've always enjoyed working with kids, so that's something that's always been uh, a big thing for me, so yeah.
2: Well thank you uh so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to thank you for uh, having me talk it's been you. fantastic um and just any advice uh if, to give to new teachers getting started if you had any
1: uh enjoy it enjoy it embrace it embrace every day no days the same um I guess work hard and then the, you'll reap the benefits of that but always enjoy it and don't don't get your head down if you have a bad day, no two days are the same
0: brilliant thank you mate really enjoyed that that was really good thank you yeah thank you for having me